The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. So you can listen to all the replays of these shows on AmericasWebRadio.com. Let's make sure people know where to find it if they do want to listen. Yes, and uh, you just go to uh, Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm and yesterday's date, the 5th, and uh, there it is. Okay, that's good. I want to make sure people know if they do want to listen, know where to find it. Roger, Roger, you want to know what I thought you were going to ask? Sure, why not? Was it available in in mint green? (laughs) Metallic mint green paint? Yes, it was. I'll tell you what. Uh, Well, we laugh about that. But but I got a phone call today from a gentleman. uh, I'll tell you his first name was Mike. And quite frankly, he went so fast that I couldn't catch his last name. Mm -hmm. But he said... A friend of mine gave me your name and telephone number, and what I'm calling about is that my dad has a couple of cars that need to be restored. They're not in real bad shape, but they need to be restored. They restored, and they said, you all could do it. Well, we could talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, we're good at talking about everything. Actually doing stuff. That's but I don't know what we could do. We don't do as much as we like to talk about. You know, I, I just want uh, to point out people all over the world are listening to America's Web Radio. We get comments from, and it's uh, it's amazing. Victor, it, is. it is, yeah. And uh, you, Victor will say something, or you know, something which usually gets him in trouble. Usually gets us in trouble, but, <laughs> but you know. And, but yeah, no, you're right, David. I've been very blessed. The station mm-hmm. has been very blessed by uh, people that listen, and I'm not going to tell you who it is. Well, we had the endorsement of a, how can I say this? A, an attorney in New York. Well, oh, well no, that we, too. No, besides but, besides, no, besides that, that guy. No, we this, got somebody legitimate. Yeah, this is okay. legit. This is a legit, how, can you say pro-veteran? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm just going to say that he is a dual veteran. Ah, there you go. Dual veteran. I like it. I like it. Dual I like veteran. It. You know, David, you mentioned... You're talking about what you were talking about with the, with the with the store the show from yesterday, and how everybody should listen to it. I just want to bring this point, and then I'm going to bug out because Roger's got some guns to talk about. Um, but David, <clears throat> do you realize? And folks, listen to this. Today's D Day, right? I'm for sure Roger's probably going to mention something about today being D Day, anniversary of D Day, the anniversary of D Day, but actually D Day. Well, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I hope not. Gosh, just, I didn't get my memo on that, <laughs> but. Joe Brandon Biden, the president of the United States, the man who's supposed to lead the free world, the 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 the, the country the commander in chief uh, of our armed of forces, the, the country that represents freedom and liberty, or at least we're supposed to, didn't even mention it today. Didn't commemorate. All he did was now that that, that it's gotten out there that he hasn't said anything, he put out a little tweet. Well, so the men and women don't mean enough to Joe Brandon Biden. More than a little tweet. I think you're giving him way too much credit. I don't think he knows what day it is. I, you know, you're week. probably right. You're right. But but this goes back to what David was talking about earlier. The people around Biden. How incompetent are they? Where you can start today and you don't start today commemorating the the, the young men who stormed a beach to save our friends and it turn the burned. tide. Oh, no, absolutely War II. turn the tide. And right it, it then just, and there, it, it, it determined oh, the outcome man. of an entire it, world war. It just chaps my derriere. 
And uh, and you know what? I looked back. He did the same thing in 2022, and he didn't do it in 2021. 2021, 2022, and now 2023, this man basically ignores the significance well, of today. at least he's consistent. I guess he's consistent. He's consistent in <laughs> so, his disrespect for veterans. Yeah. So, all right, that's all I had to say, Roger. Now, what say you? Oh, okay, we're going to get into this right away. Are we starting now? Yeah, I guess we, are. we already came so. out. I don't know, oh, David. We're, we're in, we're in. Well, yeah, like I say, if you're interested in the veteran show, by all means, check out americaswebradio.com. That's americaswebradio.com. And you can check out almost any of the shows as they are, I guess, stored oh, there. And you All can the shows, the archives, all, yeah. Archives, every show yep, is yep. there, so you can listen. Everything. You can listen to Locked and Loaded hmm. until the cows come home. I don't yeah. know when that is, by the way. I yeah, I don't know. know. David a, probably knows when that I'm is. I'm not a farmer, I have to say. Where does that David come from when the cows come home? Is there an actual time when the cows come home? At the end of the day, right? Actually, actually, and you've got to use the term cow, not not steer. The steer cow right, comes home. But the, but is that the milking many, cow? Many, <laughs> many girl times cow. the uh, <laughs> the cows are followed by calves and and by steers. Ah. But, uh, yes, absolutely, the cows. Hmm. Come in, and you know the reason they come in to eat to be milked. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, they're full. Uh, <laughs> the udders be full. <laughs> they, they've been out grazing Great. all day long. And all I knew stuff. David would know. See, this that's is right. why David's wiser. That, that's uh, uh, where the term came from. I had I no now, idea. Now, did you hear Ben Shapiro today? He made a comment that really no. chapped my butt. Oh, he was that? talking. He said. There was people somewhere wearing assless chaps. And I'm going, dude, if they're not assless, they're pants. They're pants. <laughs> That's how chaps are made. And when people say that, it just really chaps me. <laughs> it's like you don't know the difference and you're going to sit there and spat off about it. Ugh. Yeah. I just want to slap and go, we don't pay need, attention. We don't need chap butts. <laughs> That's right. It's just oh, it's just so annoying when people say that. Like they have. What's, what's worse, chap butt or, or uh, what do they call it? The... Uh, when you get the rash or something, monkey butt. I don't know. I don't know. No, there's in the front. If you're, oh, I can't. I don't. Yeah, know I don't think we need to go down that. Probably road. not. Probably not. But it involves pain. So the cows come home to get milk. So when they come yeah. home, that's a long time, apparently. <clears throat> yeah, apparently. But yeah, I just wanted to point yeah, that out. I'm usually a fan of Ben Shapiro, but when he said that, I was like, ah, oh, just lost a bit of respect for him. Yeah, man. that's and, too bad. And the other thing is, depending on. The rancher and, you know, what he's looking for from the cow. A lot of times, the cow will be wearing a cowbell. Ah. So that way they know when the cow comes home. That's right. And and the other steers or calves or whatever will follow them because where the bell goes. Where the bell goes. Well, I learned, I learned from Saturday Night Live years ago how important a cowbell was. And more a cowbell. More cowbell. What we need is more cowbell. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Yeah. That dude was awesome. And that was, Brilliant that was back when, when Saturday Night Live <clears throat> was still funny. Uh, but they had that, um, oh, what song were they doing, Roger? You remember this, uh, was it, it was a Rolling Colt? Stone song or no, Blue Oyster Cult? I, I, I think know. it was Blue Oyster Cult. But um, you had you had uh, Christopher Walken playing the the producer. <laughs> what we need is more cowbell. 
need some more cowbell. <laughs> and that phrase, oh, oh my yeah. God, that became so famous from that show. Well, let's take it back to guns, Roger. If you had to shoot a cow, Roger, what gun would you use? <laughs> shoot a cow? And just, I don't know. Just, I don't just know taking how. it back to guns. We I mean, just drag him back with a leash, apparently. Put a bell on <laughs> Put him. Put a bell on him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just walk over to me. Get get a heifer, and then the, cow, the <clears throat> deer will follow. Right? Well, only once, from what I understand. Oh. Once a steer has it with a cow, he won't go back there again. Really? That's what I've understood. Wait, 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 Is that true? Wait, 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 wait. We gotta go to David. Wait, wait. We gotta go to Legend Dave. Is this a, is this a, is this a right. First, urban where, legend? Where is this show descended to? Go ahead. First off, it ain't gonna be a steer, cause the steer's done been taken care of. Oh, okay. oh so it'd be a bull. It's a bull. Ah. Oh, a steer is a bull with no See, substance. I, did, I didn't know that either. God, I'm learning so much about farming today, ranching. No, ranching today. You know, I want to buy a farm. I don't know if I'm going to have any bull steers or cows or heifers, but <laughs> I do want a farm. Oh, so the but bull, supposedly, once he so the bull hits it, he's gone. He at won't do it point, again. Okay, I, Roger, I'm sorry. I got to know this. No, I, I want to know, too. David, at what point does the bull become a steer and why <laughs> when he's okay i used you know i used to ranch this is why i'm asking you he's the texas to, rancher i i used to go to my uncle's ranch and two times and and th- this is why i watch westerns because it brings back a lot of memories but oh I bet uh twice a year i go to my uncle's ranch fall and spring, and that's when you'd go out and you'd have the roundup of the calves that had been born either in the fall or the spring. So you'd round them up, bring them into our corral, the home corral, and then, then uh, it was funny because my uh, my uncle had an old fire truck, and, mm. and he just loved to drive that thing. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, Who would exactly. want to drive a fire truck? That's and awesome. anyway, so. We would bring them in, the calves in, we would brand them, castrate them, uh, dehorn them, cows have horns? and vaccinate them. All, and we'd, really? we'd put them into, we'd bring them in the corral, we'd put them in a squeeze chute, flip them upside down, and they would, they would be like Biden is normally. <laughs> After that, <laughs> on his, with his, on his tail, <laughs> and, oh, and we would terrible. we'd brand them, castrate them, dehorn them, and oh. vaccinate them, wow. and then we'd turn them back up, and we'd we'd keep them in the corral for a time being, mm. and then after we'd done thirty, forty head of cattle in a couple hours, my uncle would crank up the fire truck. Yeah. And we'd That's spray awesome. them with Imagine that bumper sticker. My other car oh, is a fire truck. <laughs> and they used it to spray them down? We'd spray them, well, with antibiotics. Ah, so, okay. You know, particularly on the where we deharned them. Oh, because that, that was an was open like, wound, I guess, yeah. so is a brand. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, and, uh, wow. I'm not going to mention hmm. names other than my first wife. Oh, <laughs> of the cows? <laughs> we, went, we went over... We went over to my uncle's on, uh, it was, uh, I guess, spring roundup. And uh, have you ever smelled burning hair? 
Oh, yeah, that's oh, yes. <laughs> Your brothers. It <laughs> has a Darryl's. distinct smell, sort of like marijuana does, you know? Okay, yeah, anyway. very distinctive smell, yes. That's, what, that's so, what burning horn smells like, doesn't it? Well, you don't burn the horn. Uh, right? Well, you cut them. Yeah. Oh, clip them. Okay. Put a, we had a, uh, in the same way with uh, castration, we use verdizos for castrating. Machine and, of some uh, sort. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't, no blood, no anything. You oh. Just, you cut the card from the outside. Oh, and, wow. Uh, anyway, she was walking over to the corral to see what branding and what we were doing and all that. She made it about halfway and smelled the burning hair and <laughs> passed down, down for the cow. Down for the cow. You know, folks, if you're wondering why I laugh so hard at the burning hair, is because Roger and I have a friend that should come on the show and, and discuss how he lost his eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, uh, my, my father opened the barbecue grill that my mother had started the fire because my dad was running late for a party they were having. Uh-oh. And my mother had started the fire with newspaper. My dad opens the yeah. grill. I'm playing, and yeah, my whole place is covered with. Oh, almost like wow. our friend. Don't look Ooh. at fireworks in the dark with yeah, a yeah, match. Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> if you're going to have a mound of fireworks and a mound of uh, fuses, don't try and look at them in the dark with a don't, match. Uh, right? Don't use a lit match as your light. But, but <laughs> this is it bad. is okay to see how much gas you got in the lit match and. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, God. Again, you know, no. I, you know, it's, it, it's no wonder why Daryl today is the king of flashlights. <laughs> he learned, he actually learned his lesson. Flash, yeah. <laughs> Always have one with you because you, you know, don't want to use a match. But it wasn't just that, Roger. You remember growing up. How many, how many flaming tennis balls did we fire out of a, Out of our tennis ball cannons. Tennis ball. That's back in the day when tennis ball cans were made oh, out of metal. Metal. And you not could plastic. make it. And you could make a yeah. tennis ball can out of just like three or four tennis ball cans it, and you know, uh, some lighter fluid. Boom, tennis ball can. They will tell you that they switched because they were environmental blah, blah, blah. No. It was because kids like us were setting crap were on fire. <laughs> not just setting stuff on fire. We were making actual cannons. Tennis ball cannons. Oh, okay. <laughs> Any other cattle questions? No, I think we're bound to. Oh, right. We're Maybe on we to cannons now. Yeah, okay. now we're back. Okay. We're back to guns. Okay. <laughs> cannons. You, know, you, <clears throat> you have what's commonly known as the horseshoe. What does that go on? A horse. horse. A horse. Do you have a cow shoe? I have no idea. No. No, okay. horses, you don't ride I mean, cows, You could have told me there was, and I, I would have believed you. <laughs> wouldn't you need shoes on a cow if you were riding oh. it somewhere, maybe? On a, uh, on a cow? That, you can ride only, a cow? That's only at a, at a rodeo when you ride a bull. A bull. Oh, they, they have they have shoes oh on the bulls? No. Okay. I, see, I, you could have you could have fooled the two of us. You could have told right me now, anything. David. We would have believed you. You could have made up any story you wanted. I would have been like, oh, really? I would have bought Have you ever it. seen a bull tie a shoe? No. No. <laughs> but I would have bought hook, line, and sinker on the on the. You cows. said they were cow shoes. Because I started thinking, wait a minute. Now, I, you know, in Mexico, they eat a lot of cow's feet. And I was trying to picture, was there a Have shoe? I ever had to have peel I a shoe off once? I would have believed it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and this is a guy that's, this is why, you know, I will, I'll tell you, I am looking for property up in North Georgia. And, and the realtors, they all think, oh, you're going to farm. <clears throat> like, no, I'm going to ride motorcycles. And this is why I'm not going to shoot farm stuff. Because I would have believed the cows. <laughs> I, I would have been shooing all my cows. 
apparently oh, for no reason. I would be the worst farmer ever. But you should see the faces on some of these realtors when they're like, what are you going to use it for if you're not going to farm? I'm going to shoot stuff, and I'm going to ride motorcycles. They kind of laugh, but. Hey, that but perfect I'm sense to mark. And it's like me, it. all golf courses in the state are just perfectly Set good, up. wasted <laughs> gun ranges yes, and motorcycle courses. Yes, they are. Just think what those North Georgians are going to say. Oh, my God, we're integrated. <laughs> That's right. They're going to think I was dropped off by Ron DeSantis in a migrant plane. You're going to say, what's that guy doing with no weed, <laughs> weed racker? Uh? <laughs> with a weed eater and a blower. No. <laughs> Trying to put shoes on cows. Oh, man. That's great. <laughs> Well, David, this show is going down in history also. (laughs) What show is it? I don't know. I don't know, but that was fun. The cow shoeing show. I want to thank David. I don't want to thank Roger because you made my afternoon. Now now we have to get some sponsors that sell cow shoes. Cow shoes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this would be the only place where we would mention them. That would be. I'm going to look them up. See if you what, cow oh shoes. Gosh. If you're going to buy land and have some cows, cows you know, you gotta start getting the shoes in advance. Maybe we you can know market what ranchers cows. do with uh, horseshoes for good luck. No, they hang them over their door and right with the with the little legs going up. Why? So the luck doesn't run out. That's right. You're That's right. right. Yeah, oh, no well, idea. I've, yeah, I, there, awesome. there are gaming machines here in Georgia that I work with, and every now and then I'll come oh, up and I'll, I'll see a horseshoe horse sitting on one of the machines. Oh, that's great. You know, and it'll be there for luck, or they'll put, or they'll ask if they can hang one up in that area. Oh, so I see that. You put money in that machine, you can hang up whatever you want. That's right, as long as it doesn't <laughs> smell. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Cow shoes don't smell. Right, right. Cow shoes, Cow shoes don't. don't. Oh, yeah. That's man. I hadn't. That's the best. Yeah. See, we're learning. I would have totally. This is one of the best educational shows yet this week. I believe the cow shoe. Yeah, you should have dragged us along on that one for a while. The two two of us were ready to believe the cow shoe. See, I was thinking if you ride a cow, you could shoe him because then he has to walk around and he needs shoes. Maybe I don't know. Right, but I've never seen somebody ride a cow. I mean, the the bull maybe. But there was I a scene in Blazing. There was a scene in Blazing Saddles oh, where the guy rode into movie. town on a big cow. Excuse me, while wow, I whip this out. It might have been a muskox or something. It was some big cow-looking thing, and he rode into town on that. We have got to do a movie show because Blazing Saddles. What, we, what did we quote two or three movies already today? I know. If you don't know, you don't know. But if you know, you know. You know. If you don't know, you don't know. But if you know. all right, I'm getting out of here. All right, all right. let's talk about guns. Yeah, yeah. You, you Switch didn't gears. Know that you didn't know that. Cows the cows don't have shoes. shoes. I mean, and that's only because they I mean, time. It's perfectly a plausible, logical line if a horse has a shoe. Now, do all horses get shoes? Shoot? Oh, I don't know. The next next thing, Mike <laughs> I have no Lind- idea. The next thing that Mike Lindell is going to be selling is cow <laughs> shoes. Cow yeah. shoes. Cow <laughs> shoes. For the liberal ranchers. Oh, <laughs> oh my! Or guys, now, I guess they just don't know. Now that's funny. That would be really oh. well. Now it is Pride Month, so would you have to paint these ah, shoes a certain color? Do you have to have rainbow shoes? The rainbow shoes for the cows or the horses? Man, can you do that for the and horses? You know where those horses <clears throat> and cattle trot through? Do a field? I don't know. <laughs> where there's those big piles? Oh, piles oh, of cow squeeze. The cow squeeze the dung. <laughs> cow chips. That's right. When they're dried up, you can throw I, them. I did know. I do know that people throw cow chips. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a whole con- contest. I, the sport evolved around that. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's, if that's, you can call it a sport. I mean, it's still. They, you, know. you don't. You know. Okay, I'll ask you, Victor. Uh-oh. This is Here very important. Quiz time. <laughs> how do how do cow chips dry? In the sun. I don't know. 
by getting from, dehydrated. From the top down. <clears throat> okay, that so, makes sense. Wow. You pick up one from the bottom, and what do you got? Handful of crap cow poop. on your hands. <laughs> you got cow poop. You have dirty, crappy oh. hands. Oh, I never knew that. See, well, that makes know. sense though. If it's in the sun, it's going to drive. Yeah, right, down. Right, that right, makes right. sense. But I wouldn't have known to flip <clears throat> the thing before you pick it up. I wouldn't be picking it up but anyway. I, yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> See, this is who who made that a sport? I don't. You know, a thing to a do. A board cowboy. Uh, yeah, you know, apparently, right, yeah. Right, who was wearing his assless chaps? <laughs> and is there? You know, since we're on this. Is there truth to cow tipping? Do people really go tip cows? Do cows fall over or, if they're asleep? If you push them, will they fall you, over? Is that true? Do what now? Cow tipping? Is that really a thing? No. Okay, because I've so heard... cows don't just fall over if they're asleep if you push on them? Yeah, I've heard of a cow sleeping and uh, you run up and hit it and it thrills over or something. Oh, okay. uh, so that's... All right, then that, there's the myth. Wow. Well, that was one no I would have No cow believed. shoes and no cow tipping. No cow... See, cow tipping seems like it might be fun. I mean, now when they're asleep, well, you can't just have... push them over? And you could try. You want to see your horse on the ground taking a nap because no, oh, no, because that means he ain't waking up. Yeah, I know that much. Oh yeah, ca- ca- horses sleep standing up. Yeah, I know that. Man, they must have bad knees. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Maybe they have really good knees. That's well, why they can do it. Maybe and, we should investigate. And next week, your test is going to be on what, Roger? Um, <laughs> chicken shoes. Chicken shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I know chickens don't have shoes. <laughs> Pretty sure they shouldn't. <laughs> they, they, they wear uh, thongs. <laughs> oh, that kind of chick- chicken oh, undergarments next <laughs> on America's Man. Web Radio. See, this is the kind of <clears throat> stuff you're only going to learn on America's Web Radio. All right, chickens wear thongs and cows do not have and shoes. Cows don't have shoes. <laughs> And you're leaving us? I gotta go, I gotta go. Yeah. He's gotta go. He's got real work to do. He's, 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 he's gotta go cancel that order for the cow cheese he put in. <laughs> on his farm. And there goes on point with Victor to go shoot, cancel his order for the cow shoes he put in last week. Thinking he was gonna need those. And the uh, chicken thongs apparently have to be canceled as well. Now that he realizes he doesn't need those anymore. <laughs> Boy, I'm learning so much. You know, I was born in New York City, so, you know, cows and horses. I do see the horses occasionally walking around in New York City with cops on them usually. And, you know, sometimes they strap on the feed bag. I've seen that before. And they have a bag in the back for keeping the stuff from getting all over the streets. And you kind of wonder how effective horses are in curbing crime. Most of them are just used for parades, I would imagine. No. uh, You know, it's sort of like... um a well-trained horse is for a cop, and uh, it's sort of like using dogs to. Oh right, yeah, I guess know, so. He could, hunt. he could run faster than any criminal. Yeah, and you put you put a horse between. I would, you know, even as small as I am, I would ride into trouble. You know, and and feel comfortable that my horse was going to protect me. And put me between the bad guy. Right. On a 2,000-pound animal, a yeah. bad guy's going to think twice before he keeps going if he sees you in his path. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> that makes perfect sense. But I wonder if they actually use them in New York just for that. Because, I mean, the criminals in New York are pretty blatant in their in the way they do things. But, hey, you know, a horse would certainly slow things down. And you know what? I bet the cops on horses get more chicks than the cops without horses. Just saying. 
you know, because chicks like animals. I mean, I know I like animals. I'd be more likely to talk to a cop on a horse than a cop just standing there, unless I needed directions. <laughs> but you know, hey. So the cops in New York, they have a they have a purpose, I suppose, and they do what they need to do. All right. Well, we talked about tennis ball cannon, so let's kind of work back into okay. that. Okay. My question is. <coughs> you got the cop on a horse in New York City. What's he carrying as far as the weapon goes? I think all cops carry Glocks now. He may have a stick or something also. I don't know. Do they need some special weapon to ride on a horse? I don't know. It'd be neat if he had like a lever-action rifle or something, you know? I, I'm, I'm asking the expert on Oh, that. from what I understand, all cops in New York carry the Glocks and have the special, quote, New York trigger. Which is just a ridiculously heavy trigger pull because they ended up getting the Glock, which does not have a manual thumb safety or manual click safety. So instead of just using the Glock safeties that are there, the trigger bar, the disconnect safeties, they decided to add a 10-pound trigger to a gun that normally has a 4.5-pound trigger. Yeah, imagine trying to pull a 10-pound trigger on a 2-pound weapon, and and it's supposed to be for safety. Now, the idea of being safe, one one factor of being safe with a weapon is being able to hit what you aim at. You put a 10-pound trigger on a pistol, there's no way that thing's going to be safe. No one's going to be able to shoot it straight. So, you know, again, politics from politicians that don't know anything about guns trying to make rules. Oh, yeah, let's just put a super heavy trigger on it so it's nearly impossible to pull and shoot straight. Mm, that's a good idea. That's sort of it's, like Congress coming up with rules of engagement. Yeah, I mean, especially now, because I, I imagine back 50 years ago, a lot more congressmen and senators and even presidents served their country. They served in the military, so they had a little bit more knowledge about rulings they were making, laws they were passing, based on their experience in the military. Today, I would be willing to bet the number of veterans in Congress and the Senate has gone down by 90% from what it was 50 years ago. Oh, yeah, at least. <clears throat> I don't... I'll get that statistic because we need to know, and yeah, I, mean, I, I need to know. You put people in, yeah, in charge of the military who have no experience whatsoever. <laughs> like that idiot Austin, but I, I think he did serve in something. Somebody had to dig the holes. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, even John Kerry served. Yeah. Well, until he got out by uh, you know three Purple Hearts. And apparently they were very, he had to submit for each one of them. Nobody else recommended him for any of them. And he requested all three of those on based on super minor injuries. Kennedy? No, Kerry. John oh, Kerry. Kerry. Oh, John Kerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he, <clears throat> he got a paper cut and, uh. And he got, he got a purple heart for yeah. it. Yep. No, John Kennedy was a oh, PT yeah, boat was, commander. Yeah, and he was a hero. He was a badass. Yep. From what I remember. Yeah, there's a whole song about that. The PT-109. Yep. Yep, that was great. Yeah, and he was... Uh, they, a good movie, too. They torpedoed his ship. He was floating around for days before they got picked up. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was... He was a, he was a good president because he knew what it took to run the armed forces. And they, that's where he injured his back. Oh, I didn't know he had a bad back. Oh, you're kidding. I knew he had a headache when he died, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was probably in poor taste. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, he had an extremely uh, bad back. And okay, well, he still stood up straight and gave great speeches. Even Marilyn Monroe commented on it. 
Oh, I see. Well, yeah, that was a a big, shall we say, fan of his. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a fan of hers. Yes, of course. Yeah, he, and he and I. Fan or what? Big fan of hers. Oh, I thought you said he fanned her. He may have, <laughs> as part of some kind of kink play. I don't know. I wasn't privy to that information. But yeah, the fact that today, I bet the number of senators and congressmen who actually served in the military. The number of percentage-wise, it's probably hugely diminished from what it was, say, 50 or 60 or 75 years ago. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, <clears throat> I must say we supported, and I supported him because he served, and that's Rick, Dr. Rick right. McCormick. Now, who was the last president who actually served? Would that be Bush? Because we, yeah. we know Clinton didn't serve. We know Trump didn't serve. We know Obama didn't yeah, serve. Bush. Bush. And, you know, people made fun of Bush. And... uh you know, you you got to walk in the guy's shoes to make fun of him. Mm. And people made fun of him because he was a National Guard pilot. and But he also did some carrier duty. Right, right. Carrier. But he was in the and National Guard before, you know, before. He didn't just do it for political reasons. No, he did no, it because it, he it, wanted it. to serve. Yeah, and the thing <clears> is, <throat> I was a pilot, a prop pilot, not a jet pilot, but, you know, landing a jet on a postage stamp, i.e. a carrier, <laughs> yes. has, you've got to tighten things up when you do it. You I've know? heard that's one of the most difficult jobs in aviation is landing on an aircraft carrier, plus the postage stamp is moving while you're trying to land yeah. on it. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and even flying a jet is scary going 600 miles an hour i know but it looks like fun on top gun (laughs) (laughs) which i'm sure is not real life but it still looks fun yeah it looks like fun but uh you know and the fact is biden would have a hard time because you've got to be able to make split decisions you know oh he'd have a hard time as a passenger (laughs) come on now let's let's be real i mean he wouldn't know where he was what he's doing he probably loses lunch at the first time they took off he probably loses his lunch on air force one all the time i wouldn't know he could barely get up the steps to get into air force one (laughs) that's true (laughs) oh my goodness and i can't believe they're going to run this guy again as of now i mean Right is I don't know if well Vic's gone right I don't know if there's any Democratic uh, candidates who are trying to prime, primary Joe Biden or not but they do definitely need somebody and I know uh, what's her name the no cack way. the cackling idiot vice oh. president she's not going to do anything Kamala Kamala Kamala, Kamala. yeah no she she won't she's, be in the, uh, uh, you know the California governor's trying to ooch his way into it. Oh, Newsom. Yeah, well, he's got, uh, he's Pelosi's nephew or something. Yeah. He's got some political clout there, so maybe. And Pelosi, she's, apparently Pelosi was supposedly going to retire this year or next, her next term. I've heard. Who knows? She's already messed up things enough. It's time for her to just go away. But unfortunately, I wonder if the next person California sends to the Senate or Congress will be any better than her or maybe even worse than her. <clears throat> you know, what do they say? The the danger that you know yeah. versus what you don't know. So who knows? That's going to be insane. But speaking of government misstepping and screwing stuff up and Biden causing problems for people, I don't know if you're aware, but last week was the last day. I think May 31st was the last day to register 
your pistol brace as a short-barreled rifle. And the ATF was giving away these registrations for free. And it normally is $200 to register a short-barreled rifle. But a pistol brace up until a few months ago was uh, was a just a standard accessory and didn't count. To, it didn't change the weapon at all. It didn't change the status of it. Then I think back in January, the ATF decided, you know what? All these pistol braces we have out there, we're going to turn those. We're going to change the classification on those. So you've been able to buy these for the last 12 years with no registration, no problems, no issues. Now we're going to turn them into NFA-registered weapons. <clears throat> and the numbers on these, the ATF is guesstimating between 3 and $7 million. While the Congressional Marketing Department or Marketing Committee that did a study on these, they estimated it between 20 and 40 million just based on sales figures from companies that manufacture them and put them out there and sell them on their weapons already installed. So I think the ATF is really light on their numbers. I don't even know where they got those numbers from. I don't know. They have no backup on where those numbers arrived from. While the marketing they decided based on the sales of weapons with them and the sales of the actual accessories themselves because it's being out there for 12 years and then becoming one of the most popular AR-15 accessories ever available. <clears throat> I imagine the numbers are probably closer to 30 or 40 million. Plus a lot of people have them and haven't even put them on a weapon yet. And now they're going to have to decide what they want to do because now the amnesty period is over. If you want to register it now, it's going to cost you $200 if they even allow you to do so without some sort of penalty or without some sort of, you know, they could arrest you virtually for having it because it is considered a short barrel rifle now. And a short barrel rifle requires a $200 tax stamp, even though when you bought it, it was nothing more than a, a pistol. Now it has become a short barrel rifle. They changed the classification of these weapons. Now I'm wondering about people who bought these things without knowing. Like say there was somebody who got talked into buying an AR-15 pistol for home defense. They bought it a few years ago. They put it in its case. They stuffed it at the bottom of the closet and it's still sitting there. They have no idea any regulations have changed. They have no idea the ATF has changed their mind on how they're going to classify these. <clears throat> if they happen to, if somehow this guy takes it out and goes shooting with it and somebody questions him on it, that will he have any idea it's even illegal if he's not an enthusiast? Now the gun enthusiasts, they've been following this for a while and there's been lawsuits filed and injunctions put into place. And everyone's trying to interpret what this means as far as owning a pistol brace and having to register it as a short-barreled rifle. Because as a short-barreled rifle, it requires a tax stamp, which is a $200 registration fee, which the ATF did waive for, I think, 120 days after they made the ruling. So you're able to, for four months, you're able to register this weapon as an SBR with no fee involved and get your tax stamp. And you may wonder, okay, let's say there's... 30 million of these things out there. Let's just say for the sake of argument, there's 30 million. I'm guessing more like 40, but anyway, so there's 30 million of these things out there. And <clears throat> how many registrations do you think there were? I mean, there's, there's going to be some people who will comply. Some people were registering SBRs anyway and said, you know what? I'm just going to put a pistol brace on it and register the pistol brace weapon and then switch it out later. Cause once it's registered as an SBR, you can put whatever you want on it. It doesn't have to have the pistol brace on it anymore. So it was basically a loophole for anybody who wanted to register an SBR as a way to do it for free. 
So out of possibly 40 million weapons, 255,162 were registered in the 120-day grace period. So 255,000 out of 40 million. Now, if you look at a percentage, let's say we go with the 3 million, the lowest figure that the ATF is willing to, to list. That's 8.5% of all the pistol races were registered as short barrel rifles. Now, if you go with the marketing and the sales figures, 40 million weapons with a pistol brace, 255,000 registered, that would be 0.6%. Less than 1% compliance with this new law. Now, I'm not saying you should be non-compliant or you should have registered or whatever. I mean, because there are still court cases pending. And the court cases have gotten crazy. Now, you may wonder, well, how out of 255,000, how many SBRs are there? Well, prior to that, as of May 2021, there were 532,000 pistol braces registered. So basically a 50% increase in the registration based on the pistol brace loophole, which got a lot of people to be able to get one or get an additional one registered for free. Now, if you already had SBRs and wanted another one, because a lot of people didn't want to do the registration because it puts you in a whole different class of weapon ownership. That's a class three weapon. There are different rules that apply to a class three weapon that do not apply to every other weapon out there. You know, a standard pistol requires a background check. SBRs require a registration. They require fingerprinting. They require a tax stamp that must be kept with the gun wherever it goes. It's a whole lot more responsibility to have a class three weapon. And if you already have one, then adding another one or two or six doesn't make much difference because you're still in that same classification. You've got all the same rules applying. So I would imagine anybody who's interested in owning an SBR took advantage of this possibility and they registered during this time period. So then they did it for free. You know, if you're registering two, three, four weapons, that saves you, you know, between 400 and 800 dollars in registration fees alone by registering them during this time period and calling them a pistol braced weapon. So that was an advantage to be had. If you wanted to save some money and be able to get a Class 3 weapon, that was the time to do it. If you had something pending, I don't know if you could pull it back and register it as a pistol brace weapon and save the $200. Usually the $200 is paid in advance, from what I understand, and you just have to wait for them to get to it. And once it's submitted, I don't know that you can pull it back. But anybody who was thinking about it and decided, hey, here's a free loophole. I'm going to go ahead and register it during this time period. So... But that's, I mean, a less than one. Now, even if it's 20 million, that's 1.3%. So approximately 1% of people registered their weapons out of, you know, millions and millions of pistol braces. Less than 1% of the people complied with the new law. Now, out of those, the other 99%, some are just being non-compliant. Some are, some are involved in lawsuits, which an injunction has been filed to keep them from being responsible for this action for now. I see if I can find that uh, information. Yeah, there's three groups that have filed lawsuits. There's the Firearms Policy Coalition, Second Amendment Foundation, and the Gun Owners Foundation. All three of these companies have filed lawsuits and uh, all have received injunctions against enforcement of the pistol brace ruling for now. Now, there's been discussion as to whether or not, if you're in one of these groups, does that mean you're protected by this injunction? Apparently, the Firearms Policy Coalition, they said you must have been a member prior to the decision being handed down. 
Now, the other two, they said they're protected, but they're going to protect all their members, not based on their membership at the time of this. So basically, it seems like you could argue if you join one of these groups, then you would be subject to that injunction and not have to register your weapon, even if it was done, even if your membership was done after the registration period. Now, I don't know about after the registration period ended. Like, if you became a member today, would that be something that would protect you? I don't know. And I was listening to lawyers on YouTube this morning discuss this. <clears throat> and like one of the lawyers said, he can said, you can have two law- two different lawyers in a room and have three different opinions. So every lawyer is going to take this uh, court case and they're going to look at it and examine it and decide what they think it means. And they've asked the court for clarification on this, and a lot of times they just haven't received it yet because nobody knows. I mean, if I was a member of the Second Amendment Foundation, if I joined today, does that mean I'm protected under this injunction? Nobody knows. They're not sure. They won't clarify that. You know. So, But you know what? If you wanted to take a chance and not register your weapons, I would join every one of these groups. Get the hat, get the belt buckle, get the piece of paper that says make copies of it, carry it with you. So in case you get stopped, pulled over, whatever, and you have a pistol braced weapon in your possession, you would say, I'm a member of these groups. They all received an injunction to protect me from enforcement of this rule until it goes up the court system or follows through beyond this. So there's ways to, if you're going to be non-compliant, there are ways to help protect yourself. But, of course, none of these are guaranteed because they won't clarify when you had to be a member, if being a member helps you, or did you have to be one of the plaintiffs named in the lawsuit. If you didn't sign up to be a plaintiff, would that still protect you, or does it just protect the dozen people who are on it? And they're not saying anything right right now. But the fact that there have been injunctions filed would let me believe that no judge wants to be overturned. No judge wants to have his ruling pulled away from him and told him, no, no, you made a wrong decision. No judge wants to be said they're they're wrong. So hopefully the upper courts are going to respect these lower courts. One was the District 5 court in Texas, and that one was through the Firearms Policy Coalition, Firearms Policy Coalition Group, and they got the first injunction. And they said it was just people who were members of the Firearm Coalition prior to the ruling being passed down. So joining them afterwards would not necessarily give you any protection. But it is promising that a lot of these judges are making these rulings. That's three in a row that have won in some aspect. Now, none of the judges has come out and said that this ruling protects everybody who has them all over the country. They're just ruling in their district. They're just ruling in this case. They're just ruling for members of these groups. So now granted, and they may say if you weren't specifically named, it doesn't cover you. But you know what? In order to be as legal as possible right now, if you do not want to follow through with a registration for the moment, not that I'm telling you to or not to or whatever, well, it's too late now. You missed the window. Unless they extend it or grant a grace period for registration, Right now, I don't know what would be the result of trying to register a short-barreled rifle with a pistol brace at the moment. I don't know if you'd still be exempt from the $200 fee or if they would even allow you to do it or just classify you as a felon and come take it away from you. And it's funny because noncompliance has been around since the Revolutionary War period when the British government asked all Americans to hand in any military assault rifles. 
well, there's no such thing as an assault rifle, but any military-styled weapons. Anything that had a metal ramrod to force the ball and the powder into the chamber was considered a military weapon, and they asked the colonists to hand them all over, turn them in. You weren't allowed to own them anymore. Yeah, and America said, mm, forget about you. We're not doing it, and they didn't. So noncompliance has been in our history since the beginning of our country. When the laws aren't right or the laws aren't just, people feel like it's their right to be noncompliant until things are straightened out or the final decision has been made on this. The fact that some judges are overturning the ATF ruling <clears throat> is very interesting. The fact that they're standing behind the, I guess they call it the plaintiffs in this case, and they're ruling for them is absolutely amazing. Because, you know, if they had gone to the first couple of cases and lost them both, there'd be no discussion. It'd be over with. There'd be no wait and see. It'd be done. But so far, three times, judges have ruled in favor of their plaintiffs, in favor of an injunction of the ATF enforcing this rule. Now, one of these cases, I can't remember which one it was, but one had the state of Texas as one of the plaintiffs in the case. And they were asking for everybody in the state of Texas to be exempt, and they said, no, no, we can't do that, but we will give you every employee of the state of Texas will be exempt from this. Now, that to me seems like inequality in the law in the biggest way possible, and we are based on equality of law on everybody in the country, no matter what your status is, no matter what job you have, no matter where you work, you're supposed to be equal under the law. And now they're just ruling the people in these groups have special privileges that nobody else in the country has. So, and they said, when they say in Texas that only the employees of Texas, the state of Texas, anybody who works for the state of Texas in any capacity would be exempt from this particular ruling for now. And people who are members of the group, which I believe was a gun owners group that was one of the ones that filed that one, Gun Owners Foundation. They filed it and won the injunction. So now, you if you're a member of that group and you're in Texas, apparently you don't have to comply for the moment until this gets decided. And the fact that, they're inju- they're play- that every one of these cases so far has been won and judges don't like to overrule each other's decisions, I wonder how far this is going to go before the ATF backs down and says, okay, we're going to pull it back, we're going to reevaluate, we're going to determine how this has to be done or something like that. Because the court's ruling in favor of the pistol braces is very promising in that in this case. Now, granted, if this was done in a more liberal area, things might have changed. But when the Fifth District Court in Texas rules in, for an injunction, that's a very positive sign. <clears throat> and I just don't know how much it's going to take to support these groups to push forward with this, uh, I guess, the lawsuit, push it to the next level. Now, they won the first one. Now, I wonder if... Someone, I wonder who would appeal this. I mean, I don't know who this would go to. That's when I need Mark the Shark here to decide. If you get an injunction in a district court, where would that case go from there, or how would you pursue it? Would the ATF have to answer this injunction and try and convince a judge higher up that this is what they meant to do or this is how this was supposed to be enforced? And also, how is the ATF going to enforce it everywhere else where the injunction doesn't apply? If you're not a member of any of these groups, you're not in any of these districts where they ruled in favor of an injunction, do you have any protection whatsoever? Or are you expected to comply with the original rulings? Is the ATF coming for every single gun that they can find that has a pistol brace on it? 
<clears throat> that was something that was brought up. How are they going to proceed from here with prosecution? And it was suggested that they're probably going to go for somebody who's pretty high profile. They're going to go for somebody who's got their own, you know, gun channel on YouTube, someone who's an outspoken pro- opponent of this particular law, someone who has the eye of the American public and is a trusted figure as far as gun laws or gun reviews or some sort of gun guy who has a a high-profile statue, they're going to go after them first to try and make an example of someone who people would pay attention to. To go after Joe Blow in some neighborhood in the middle of nowhere, they're going to say, oh, well, we don't know the whole story. He could have been cooking meth for all we know, and this was just a side charge they threw on there. But if it's somebody who's a popular figure, someone who people know by name or by appearance, that's going to be the kind of person that these lawyers suggested the ATF would go after first. They want to make an example of somebody. They're going to pick somebody who's in a high-profile position in order to scare everybody else into complying. And I just wonder, once these injunctions are settled, will they get an extended time period on when they need to register these weapons? So if you're sitting on a pistol brace and you don't want to get into any trouble... Originally, you could just disassemble it, but now if you don't destroy it, you're in violation. And you can't register it anymore because that window has been closed. You know, and I don't know what to tell you on that. That's something that you're going to have to make a moral decision on yourself, determine if you think that they're going to come after you. Do you want to wait and do you want to take a wait and see attitude? Because with injunctions in place and the fact that there are three of them and no one has ruled in favor of the pistol braces, tells me there's going to be more to be decided on this. Something's going to have to be done. Something's going to have to be modified. There's going to have to be another grace period granted or something like this. They may change it and say, okay, we're going to give you another 120 days since the registration was so small. Or they may just say, oh, our paperwork was overloaded. We need more time to work on things. We're going to give you another few months to get this done. But right now, I don't know what to tell anybody, nor would I try and advise somebody in a legal manner, being not a lawyer. Don't know what to tell you on this. The only safe thing would have been to have registered these ahead of time, get your free tax stamp, and go about your business. That would be the only perfectly legal way to do this. Or to destroy the pistol brace and not have it able to be used again. But right now, everything's very murky. It's unclear and very confusing, and these... These attorneys are asking for clarification on these rulings and the injunctions, and the courts are being very careful not to give an all-encompassing answer. They don't want to say, oh, yes, this is an injunction for everybody in the state. This is an injunction for everybody in the country. They're being very careful to just limit it to very small groups of people who can have this protection for now. Because if it comes down to it, they don't want to be ruled against. And I guess, I don't know who would pursue this case, though. They got the injunction filed. I guess that means at that point, something else has to be done to see if the injunction will stay or see if the injunction is overruled. That's a legal question that I don't know. And I don't have a lawyer here handy. Maybe Mark the Shark will cover this on Friday on his show. What's the next step once you get an injunction in place? What kind of protection do you have based on that injunction? Do you have enough to be able to proceed to sue somebody else? Do you go to a different area and try and raise a lawsuit in every district in the country? And do they all look at the District 5's ruling and say, well, we can rule along with them or these other cases where other courts were involved? Do they rule with, do they let precedent take place and they rule in favor of all these other injunctions? 
And if they do, do we, does this need to be done in every state, every district, every county, every city? Do they all need to go to court and try and get an injunction against this? It's, it's just, it's going to be extremely unclear how this is done or what happens from here. And I just wonder too, if this drags out for another couple of years and the White House uh, administration changes to somebody who is more friendly to gun ownership, will they ask the ATF to just drop this and move on? Which I guess they could do. I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of to have them change policy. I mean, that's how we got here in the first place. A change of policy, a change of ruling, because for 12 years the ATF told us you can have a pistol brace on a weapon with no additional registration, no additional fees, no tax stamps, no additional background checks other than just what you need to purchase a pistol. That was all you needed to originally purchase these. That's all it took. If you were legally able to buy a pistol, you could buy a pistol with a pistol brace on it at no additional background checks, no additional you know, registration or permission granted. But now, of course, that's all going backwards. They're completely doing a 180 on this and telling you now, oh, no, these don't count as pistols anymore. Now they're short-barreled rifles. And I just, the fact that they can do this at the drop of a hat, at the request, at the behest of the Biden administration, makes me wonder, again, how these politicians are able to weaponize government agencies against people. You know, the FBI supposedly was weaponized against Trump and his Trump supporters. They were denying, they were, um, denying, uh, tax-free status from any of these groups, these political groups that supported Republican candidates or the Republican side of things. And they weren't granting them the tax-free status that they were to all the Democrat groups that came out. And that's been proven. There have been people who have come out as whistleblowers and said this is how this was being done. They were ruling against any pro-conservative groups to granting them tax-free status initially at least. They were making them fight harder for it. While on the other side, if you were a more liberal group, that got granted tax-free status immediately. So that was weaponizing the FBI. Now they're weaponizing the ATF. So they're going to use it to make 40, up to 40 million Americans felons virtually overnight. So all these, all you felons out there realize you have committed a felony now and you are subject to prosecution on this. Now, will they come after you? Will they start going door to door trying to find these things? I doubt it. They don't have the manpower to do that. But they're going to have to find a way to where they don't look bad and they're still able to I guess try and enforce this or change the ruling or change the designation or the description of how the weapon is put together. And they don't want to look bad. They don't want to just say, oops, we messed up. We're going to back out. It's probably not going to happen like that. Although that would be the best possible scenario for everybody involved or to run the injunction up the flag, up, up the hill and see how far they get it before it does get shut down or if it doesn't. This case could end up at the Supreme Court, which would be fascinating because then I say, I wish Victor were here because he knows the Supreme Court justice is better than I do. And he might be able to determine how a case like this might go in front of nine justices of the Supreme Court, how they would decide based on their previous political, I guess, uh, affiliations to see how they would decide a case like this. The ones that are pro-gun rights are going to rule for it. The ones that are anti-gun gun rights are going to rule against it. 
And I think right now there's a majority of more gun conservative justices, although some of them, like Judge Roberts, can flip-flop back and forth. He's gone on both sides of this issue a couple of times, so he's not guaranteed a vote. And the other ones, I just don't know. There are some that are traditionally more conservative and more pro-rights than pro-restriction, while the, the more liberal judges tend to be more about government control, government restriction, and they would vote to keep the ATF ruling as it is now. So it's just a matter of time until something happens with this and we determine something beyond whether you're going to be a felon or whether you're going to get out of this or whether they're going to give us an extension on registration. But right now we have approximately 0.6, between 0.6 and 1.3% of people registering these weapons of the people who own them. So keep in mind that if you have one, I'm not giving you any advice on what to do at this point unless you just want to take it apart, destroy the pistol brace, and use it as a regular pistol from here on out. That's the only advice I can say that is completely safe. If you want to wait and see, at least take it apart. Keep them in different places. Don't keep them together. And I would not take any of these things to a public range or to anywhere where you could possibly be seen by a law enforcement officer using it until this case is settled, until they decide who's going to have... Who's going to be granted the injunction? Who's not going to be granted it? And we'll figure it out. But until then, take care. Have fun shooting. Buy more guns if you can. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.